Everybody is their house. I'm here with David and Lewis. Yo. What's up, guys? We have a special guest, MLS Aces. Say what's up, guys. What's up? This is Tom. What's going on, guys? Riley McManus. Ooh, Riley McManus and Tom Sweezy. Uh, from from the very famous MLS Aces. Yeah. Um, oh, thank you for enjoying totally. us. I mean, enjoying us. Joining <laughs> us. <laughs> also, if you if you enjoy us, thank you for enjoying us as yes, well. Yes, thank you for enjoying <laughs> us as well. But thank you for joining us in this podcast today. Um, yeah. So let's. You you guys want to get straight to it? I mean, I'm down. Uh, before That's we get why we're here. Oh wait, Lewis, before we David get to it to though, before something. we get to it, I feel I would feel. Um, incomplete if uh, we didn't start with an MLS Aces tradition. Uh, guys, we're in Pomona, where it's 70 with the humidity of 64%. How are you guys doing? You guys do listen to us. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a surprise. Oh, that's great. Riley, you can go first. So, um, you want to you go first in the house in New York? Uh, uh, New York, it's cloudy, 70, and it's nighttime. So, I mean, you know. That's fun. That's it. <laughs> Riley, Riley, what's going on in Louisiana? It's 80 degrees, partly cloudy, and it's raining all day long, and it shows no signs of stopping until about Friday. Oh, that's so gross. 80 degrees and raining? Wow. Oh. I mean, I don't it just know. sounds like Louisiana. That is pretty gross. It's rain Swamp season. Uh, all right, well, awesome. Weather, well, guys, we're here. Forecasts. We're here to talk about uh, half of uh, MLS Aces uh, fan fandom. I guess is what you want to say. Rooting for? Are you guys, what, what's going on there? I, I mean, it's it's half the MLS Aces rivalry, right? Or Darby? Yeah, they half half the Darby. You know, I'm a New York City fan, Riley. You're an Orlando City fan. One's obviously much better, but you know. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, well, I'll tell you what's not better. It's the LA Galaxy. Uh, yes. It's, it's not better than I don't think you're one of those. You're better. You're better than we that. We all can agree with that. Yeah, I'm not too many teams agree that the LA Galaxy are better than right now. And give it about two <laughs> more weeks, and there'll probably be uh, zero teams that are worse than the Galaxy. Uh, no, nah, you still have DC. You're fine. Well, we're, we're only know. up by well, we're up we by, don't even by four points. That. That's what I'm saying. Give it two games. <laughs> Plus, they just, they just signed... Uh, uh, Pidgeotto himself, um, <laughs> uh, Paul Ariola. So I've uh, never heard him. I've never heard anyone call him that. I love it. Oh really? No, he's got the Pidgeotto haircut. Like yeah, I'm a '90s kid. I love Pokemon references. Come on. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little bit before my time for sure, but yeah, um, for me too. But but I know of it for sure. And as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh geez, he looks like Pidgeotto. Uh, or or you know, he, he got kids. He got kids. Maybe he looks a little Team Rocket, but you know, Team Rocket. Team Rocket. <laughs> uh, well, Colorado, Colorado just fired uh, their coach in uh, Pablo Mastroeni, so I expect that they'll uh, get the uh, the new coach bump as soon as they get uh, whoever else in, and they'll be above us in the standing soon. And then we've got Minnesota and United. Uh, bringing up the rear, but we play Minnesota, I think, the last week of the season. Yeah. Um, and I believe we No. Played. Well, our last game is against Dallas. Oh, okay. Well, luckily for us, uh, hopefully they keep the same form that they're on right now. We might be able to beat them. <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, yeah, Colorado so, doesn't have anyone, though, so you're, you're fine. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, well I don't know. I mean, D- D- Dallas couldn't beat them at home. I mean, that's, that's, true. that's what I'm trying to say. Like, are we? Are we okay? No, I'm I saying really don't think Colorado so. doesn't have anyone to score the ball. They have a defense. 
They got they Alan Moore. Yeah, how dare you? I'm <laughs> saying we're all in this, and it's Major League Soccer. Anything exactly. ever could happen. MLS. We were we were trying to explain to uh, to some non soccer fans like what the the dynamic of the league is, and it. Yes. As as I was I was as we were talking about it, I was just like, oh my god! Like, me and Lewis gave a whole seminar on how MLS works, and the guy that we were explaining it to was like, holy crap! I had no idea it was that complicated. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, he was he was excited about that. So, uh, anyways, let's <laughs> let's talk about okay. Let's move on. Let's talk about <laughs> LAV NYC FC. Um, guys, <laughs> LA Galaxy played, I would say, fairly decently up until about the 60th minute or so. I would have to agree with you on that. I believe uh, going into the game. Uh, Many people probably believe that NYCFC was just going to run over the Galaxy, especially since the Galaxy are um, can't manage to uh, play fairly decently at home. Um, yet they pulled out a performance, probably the best first half of the, of the entire season. It's not saying much, but uh, I, don't that. I don't know. I, I don't even know how else to... Uh, to, to explain what happened because I, I certainly didn't recognize this team in the first half. Well, I don't know, Bobby. I don't know. I, I don't agree with that. I mean, there's been many times that we've spoken about how this team has really played well, but we've not had the execution and the results that we deserve. Um, and I believe that this game really emphasized that as well. I mean, we've had many shots on goal, but you know what? The goalie, uh, Sean Johnson. Johnson, man, look at he didn't he didn't have time in in the in the cup in the, what the gold cup he got he got he got injured. Um, but was like, he on that he, team? He, I don't think he was even on the team, dude. He was on the Jamaican team, yeah. No, no, no. no. You're thinking about uh, you're thinking about. Uh, am, I, am I mixing it up? Oh, dude, come on! Don't start Andre with Blake? Ricketts again. You're thinking about Andre Blake. Oh, yeah. Don't start with Ricketts. Come I'm on, sorry. man. Oh, Rick. <laughs> That's oh, a, guys, what, that's, what, a side, what you, that's a side joke. He's, a couple, outside, he's a couple of beers in. Forgive him. From the outside <laughs> looking in, how did L.A. look? Um, I mean, to me, L.A. didn't look bad up, like, like up until you said like the 55th minute. I thought, you know, L.A. was going to give New York City some, some tough times. But then Jonathan Lewis's wonder goal and Sean Johnson did his best Tim Howard versus Belgium impression. So, <laughs> uh, We certainly did our best Wando impression. <laughs> uh, Riley, what do you think? What do you think? Outside looking in, completely neutral. I'm assuming at this point, unless you you want to curry Tom's favor. He how hates did, me. How did LA look? Uh, LA looked very un LA like, uh, according to Galaxy tradition. <laughs> all season, and all season. The narrative this for the Galaxy is they've just been unusually at a lot of good things, like things you need to win a soccer match. So, so coming in, they didn't look ex- completely organized. They did some things well. They didn't do some other things well. Jermaine Jones did Jermaine Jones things. Yep. <laughs> he ruined, ruined the game. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. that ultimately blew, blew up his toe. Blew up his big toe. <laughs> but, yeah, I love, I love the tweet you guys had a couple weeks ago about Jermaine Jones. JJJ. Mm. With the other in parentheses, copy and paste. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think at the my first tweet, I think about JJJ, 
um, within the second or maybe I want to say it was probably the first game since it was the first tweet I remember doing uh, regarding Jermaine Jones was he tried to play like a 50-yard cross-field ball. And I was like, oh, there's JJJ going for the hero play. I wonder how many times I'm going to have to say that this season. <laughs> and and that's wrong. It's true. so true, though. No, that's, many, that's many wrong true. And I, and I guess I've had to say it less because he was out injured. Yeah. Uh, because the Galaxy went out and signed a 35-year-old guy coming off a major knee, knee injury and gave him a raise. But I'm not bitter about it. He's also <laughs> played 34 games in three years. Right. For, yeah. For, uh, for, that's, for clubs. Uh, that's a third of a season for three seasons. Yeah. So he should well, be rested. Well, season. <laughs> he, he should be the highest paid player on the field, obviously. <laughs> obviously. On that. Well, I thought I, 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 coming in coming into the game, uh, New York flying high. Um, I thought that they came out and they were surprisingly subdued, considering it was against the Galaxy. Maybe they felt like uh, they wanted to kind of play it safe, but you know it didn't take them. It it took them. A good portion of time, but I don't think it was ever in question as to whether or not their their quality was going to show. Um, obviously, David Villa was doing David Villa things, uh, but I mean, look, they looked they looked like deserved winners at the end of this game. The 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 point I was going to make about the the best forty five minutes is that they had a pretty good game plan to stop NYCFC, and you saw. I don't even think they had a shot in the entire first half. If I'm not mistaken, um, com- David, uh, David Villa was completely ineffective that first half. I think they put a lot of pressure on the ball, um, did not allow NYCFC to get into the final third. And the only thing that was missing from that performance was the goal. But it kind of fits the narrative of the Galaxy season where even if you're doing the right things, Bobby said, there's no execution. Where's the goal? That's what's going to win you games. And um, if the ball doesn't land in the back of the net, well you're probably going to end up losing, especially to a team um, um, like NYCSC, which, they again, did not have... I mean, I'm looking at the stats right here. We have 21 shots, and NYCFC has 10 total shots. Five on target, three NYCFC, and then 12 so out of, so out of three shots from us. Out of 12. three shots on target, they scored two of them. That's a pretty good yes. percentage. That's David Villa. Yeah, and that's all. exactly. So, for... <laughs> For all the math literate out there, that's 67%. Nice. Oh, oh my gosh. I mean, my goodness. Here. I'm looking at this shit, and we're, we have 14 corners, and they had four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what don't, the hell? But don't worry, guys, because LA Galaxy is the best, uh, is the most handsome team in the league. Mm. According, I heard <laughs> according, that. Uh, according I, to I, the I LA Galaxy. Uh, you, you lost Alan game. Gordon, though. We did. We did. I didn't ever want to. Lose uh, and and I think if uh, <laughs> I think league I think league rules um, kind of prevent us from hiring uh, or signing more good looking players. So that's probably why we couldn't hire a, a David Villa or a Tommy mm-hmm. McNamara. Yes, I called him good looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, you're right. You're the right. long haired Mac. You're in love with long haired Mac. I actually yeah, I actually ran into a NYCFC fan going into the gate uh, as I was walking the stadium. And he was just over the moon. He's like, man, I'm going to get to see David Villa. I'm so happy. And I'm like, oh, dude, no, no, no. It's all about Tommy Mack. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about Jack Harrison for me. But Jack Harrison is another Jack one. He's, nice. he's great. Uh, I, I really like um, – I can't think of the guy's name now. He's the winger. Uh, he's got the that little, link? like 
Was it? This kid. Yeah, the rookie. Yeah, you talking about him? What's his name? Uh, Jonathan Lewis. You know this kind of stuff. Jonathan Lewis. Yeah, there you go. No, 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 no. Him? black guy. Um, shoot, forget his name. Well, there you go. That that's here that's we me. go. That's uh, me, David. It up. MLS expert. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good, good description. Good description. Yeah, is our house. Forget All right. It. Well, we're looking at the stat. We're looking at the lineup, and we still don't get it. <laughs> Forget it. Forget it. What, did, what, what did you guys think about the game? Um, I mean, like you guys said, New York City just—they look slow to me to start the game. And as a New York sports fan in general, I wait for all my teams to implode at the you know the latter point of the season. So I thought this was it. The the worst possible thoughts were going through my head, and I was just like, "Yep, yeah, this is it. New York City's going to suck. They're going to lose the rest of their games. They're going to you know miss the playoffs. Whatever." And then David Villa, you know, saved my saved my sanity a little bit. But uh, it just it scares me how much New York City relies on David Villa. Oh yeah, and one hundred percent. I mean, that was just my main thought for for as a New York City fan. That was my main thought. And then looking at the LA side of things, you, I don't even know how to fix you guys. No, we're, no, we're done. We're done. Wow. We're completely fucking done. We're the way to fix it is wait till next season. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. saying next season. Like I don't know who to sell, who to sign. I don't even know. We, no, s- we sell our nothing. president, we sell our GM, and everything <laughs> else will fall into line. <laughs> hey, were you guys, were you guys shocked? Like, I heard personally, personally, I, w- I was personally shocked that David Villa made a hat trick. Those la- the not the last game, but the prior game. Oh, it was his first hat trick? Like, yeah, his first hat trick. I felt like he made a hat trick before that. That's his Barcelona days, man. Sorry, Riley. I, what were you saying about Bruce Arena? So, uh, like you guys are saying, hey, get rid of your president, GM. I understand Ziggy Smith just got there, but I heard Bruce Arena is looking for a job after the 2018 World Cup. So. Back. Um, next, that's that's Bruce, midway Bruce through back. the MLS season when they will probably fire Ziggy and bring Bruce back. <laughs> but to be honest with you, I I don't think that the Galaxy can move forward with hiring MLS rehashes. Like e- even even hiring. Well, first of all, hiring Curtin Offa was a, a huge mistake in that he had a, a, a long-standing record of being a failure as an MLS coach. And then when he came in to, to coach uh, our USL team in Galaxy 2, he made it to three finals and failed to win a single one. Uh, that, to me, does not sound like a resume of a, of a, of a coach who's, gonna, who's ready to lead a billion-dollar club that, is, that should be what the LA Galaxy is. Um, having said that, I don't know who I would hire. Yeah, I mean, our, our, yeah. our dream hire, I think, is, is Guillermo Barros Coroto, who I'm sure is busy and, and relatively happy at Boca Juniors. Mm-hmm. But NYCFC is, is no joke, man. Uh, after they got rid of Jason Christ and Patrick Vieira came in, um, they've been really, really good. And, I mean, they're second in the Shield race. Uh, albeit they're four po- four points behind Toronto FC, so that's a lot to make up there in MLS. But stranger things have happened. For New York City, when I look at this, the team now compared to the team last season, like we were a playoff team last season, then we got absolutely demolished by TFC uh, in the playoffs last year. And you know, yeah, I think we got Javinkoed. Yeah, we got Javinkoed <laughs> last year. Um, Toronto's Toronto. <laughs> but I think the major changes that New York City needed to make, they made in the offseason. You know, you went out, you upgraded goalkeeper in Sean Johnson, who's a major upgrade from uh, that, uh, who do we have, Riley? He's your goalkeeper uh, now? 
Josh Saunders. Josh Saunders. Josh Saunders. Who we love. Third string. Yeah, you guys had it too. Yeah. We love, love Josh, Josh Saunders. Saunders. <laughs> we really do. I don't know. Our, our issues with them, I don't know, man. Well, he liked to, you know, he liked to party. He liked to party. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the rumor. Uh, we upgraded defensive mid with Alexander Ring, who I absolutely love. No one really knows about him, but the dude's good. Yeah. And then, you know, we drafted Jonathan Lewis, who's a U.S. youth international, and we got him from the fire. So, the Chicago Fire, thank you for Jonathan Lewis and Jack Harrison. There you go. Yeah, Jack Harrison has been great, I think. Um, and, and I think that Patrick Vieira has done really well um, as, a, as a foreign coach to work within the limits of, of MLS. And, and you know, I, to me, I mean, he's – was he coach of the year last year? I don't know. No, I don't think so. Uh, no, it was Pablo. It was Pablo. Uh, oh, well, deservedly so, I think. Um, I think that he should be in consideration this year if, if uh, NYCFC do anything in the postseason. I think he'll be coaching at Man City sooner than we think. And Pep Guardiola's going to Los Santos Galaxy. Yeah, boom. <laughs> <laughs> Holy yeah, crap. Yeah, right. <laughs> you think, hey, if any place in MLS is going to get a high-profile coach like that, it would be the LA Galaxy. Mm, you would think so. You maybe think. maybe five years ago that would have uh, rung yeah. true. Uh, yeah. Now I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, they'll, they'll probably be looking at Pep going, hey, Pep, do you have a brother? That maybe he wants to coach. <laughs> John Guardiola, you know. Uh, <laughs> I, I went to uh, a couple of years ago. I went to a, uh, a Paul McCartney concert at the Hollywood Bowl, and I sat in the cheap seats as as one does. And I could swear that the guy in front of me was Pep Guardiola. And at the, at the show, yeah, at the show, and he was, and he was like loving Paul McCartney. He was, he was over the moon getting to see, getting to sing Beatles songs. But what was funny was, was like I kept looking at him, going like, that guy looks like Pep Guardiola. Is that Pep Guardiola? No, that's not Pep. <laughs> Wait, is he Pep? It just, it just reminds, it just reminds me of that one time where we were at Coachella and you were talking shit about the old guy in the middle of the field, and it was Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> And I was like, "That's Francis Ford Coppola, dog." This, this is what this is what LA living is like. It's, I promise you, those are the three like s- faux celebrity brushes that we've had. Yeah, it's, it's not a lot. It's not a lot. Yeah, I went out to LA for about a week, and all I saw was Vinny from the Jersey Shore. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> more that is horrible. More I am sorry. Him over there. I would like to apologize from California to you. <laughs> Can't see it. <laughs> I don't know. Do you see all the? Do you see all those uh, those uh, True Blood people down there in uh, Louisiana, Riley? No, I do uh, not. You're, you're too busy hanging out with Katie Nolan. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Kate, dude, I've had, I love Katie Nolan. Uh, I I've do had too, a crush right? on her since I was like. 13, which <laughs> admittedly was only three years ago. So, well, tell us, tell us a little bit about um, your podcast, guys, and how you guys Please. sort of got started. Because I know you guys reached out to us for, for a bit. Like, how, how did you guys put stuff together? How are you guys hanging out at MLS All-Star Game is what I want to know. Uh, Tom, Tom I, you want me to the take clues. the lead on the how you and me first got together? Then you can kind of go into the podcast. Yeah, sure. Why not? Screw oh, okay, because I used to work for the World Football News Network. We did content on YouTube about American soccer and Canadian soccer. 
And, and when you say when you say work, so, you mean like you guys got paid to do stuff? Towards the end. Huh. Okay. YouTube, man. It's a it's a, it's a wild place. Oh yeah. <laughs> Nevertheless. I got Tom, MLS Aces Tom, on my decision day show to come talk about scenarios and what might happen. Well, uh, just all this sports radio conversation talk that doesn't mean anything. Right. So he comes on in October. We have technical difficulties. We kind of talk while we're waiting to fix internet issues and we become friends. So we get that done in October. And I'll, I'll let Tom take over from here. Tom contacted me in December saying, hey, I'm starting a podcast. How about you and me get together and do this full? And I, uh, I of course, because I like Tom, uh, I try to keep that a secret, but I'm willing to admit it now. Thanks, buddy. I like Tom. That <laughs> uh, <is> exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news. Breaking news. Um, and but, uh, yeah. Yeah, Tom can tell how it got started and whatever, but that me and Tom's relationship so far, now we're here. First so, is always the best, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. So in 2015... <laughs> Uh, I started the MLS Aces Twitter account and blog that I write. Uh, I did it just to follow the league closer, personally. Like, I just wanted to, like, do something to keep me interested in the league and keep me updated with everything. So, I started that. Then, about a year later, like Riley said, October, he contacted me. We did all that. And then... I just had the idea to start a podcast. I don't know. I wanted to do something even more. I wanted to branch out even more and expand it. Mm-hmm. So, I... You know, I was going through some people that I wanted to talk to on on a weekly basis, and Riley was one of you know one of the main people I wanted to talk to. Like he said, we were talking, we had technical difficulties recording that YouTube video, so we recorded it about four different times, and we had to, we had to fake the conversation each time. That's so, but in between each time, you know, we got to talk and know each other more and more. So, I was surprised about Riley's age at first. And then, you know, Riley's very professional, and you, Riley, you do your job very well, and, you know, now we're here. And we don't have a lot of listeners, but we're growing, and we're just, I'm, I'm happy where we are growing right now. And to kind of add on that point, I like Tom so much that my own show, if anyone cares, <laughs> I brought him along as well. <laughs> right. Yeah, I actually, I actually we wanted that move. I have not yet listened to If Anyone Cares, but I, it's, it's on my list. I, I need to get to it. My my bad. It's well, above average. Promote, promote it right now. Oh, he just it's above, it. <laughs> if anyone cares, it's above average podcast. And that's what makes it good. That's what makes it good right there. <laughs> yeah, but it's if anyone cares, talk, we talk about sports, politics, life, culture, and anything I want to talk about that week. We have guests. Not only from the sports world, we have people that run magazines, we have public school teachers, we have college professors. Uh, we had an Olympic boxer on last week. Nice. Wow. Just anyone and everyone that I find interesting and I want to have a conversation with and maybe help make the world a better place through inspirational stories and just words. That's fantastic. But uh, I don't like to talk about sports that much, but we do talk about sports. And we try to tackle some of the more opposing takes on sports, like the cold Colin Kaepernick situation. We try to attack that from a objectional angle. Sure. And 
man, we we have a lot of fun too. You learn something every time you listen to the show. So if anyone cares, August 29th, doing a college football special for two hours. No, so be on the lookout for that. <laughs> you're going to be listening? Listen, yeah. let us know. I'm going to go back and listen to Colin Kaepernick one, though. Uh, I have a question for you guys now. Ah, uh, damn it. Go. Let's tie this back into some soccer, since that's what we're on the podcast to talk about. Sure. Uh, FC Cincinnati just lost to the New York Red Bulls in the U.S. Open Cup. Ah, oh, bummer. I, I, I heard before that one of you guys aren't a big fan of the Open Cup. Uh... Why don't you guys like the Open Cup? Ooh, I think we know who it is. That would be me, Lewis. <laughs> That's you, Lewis. I'm just Lewis, gonna, can you please step up to hold the on. mic? I'll, I'll be right back. I'm going to go pop some popcorn. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get another beer. I'm going to walk away real quick. Can All we right. get the, uh, the, the ending to Eat Mile up right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. All go right. for it. No, um, I don't. Hate the U.S. Open Cup. I'm just not a big fan of it, uh, primarily because um, MLS teams don't really care for it until you know they get to around this point, which is when they're like, "Oh, well, we have a chance for a trophy, so uh, yeah, let's just try to win it at this point." Yeah. Where you know, leading up to it, they could, you know, MLS teams don't really care about it. They have other. Uh, things in mind that they're more focused on the uh, MLS regular season. Um, if you're in the, the uh, champions league, um, they'll be more focused on that as well. But the U S open cup seems to be pretty far down the list of priorities for, uh, for most MLS teams. So that's probably one of the reasons why I feel that it's not a priority on mine. I mean, do you guys, <laughs> but do you still see it as a shot to see? I mean, I know you guys watch them live, but maybe see some of your uh, LA Galaxy 2 players like up against some better competition. Oh, yeah. oh no, we, oh, no, we, no. Get, we, we see them day in, day out oh, on the regular okay. season. We see oh, them in the MLS right. regular season. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, uh, for, for me personally, um, the, the times that I probably uh-huh. more into the U.S. Open Cup would be around this time when a Cincinnati is making that type of a uh, a run is Christos, when Christos FC man yeah so uh, I mean I, I was actually very interested in uh, in the uh, Cincinnati and the Miami game so I was uh, you know keeping up with that um, I was definitely rooting for Cincinnati this time around I don't think anyone outside of uh, the Red Bull fandom was rooting against Cincinnati uh, this game um, but now that we know the final it's two MLS teams that are just gonna be like yeah we might as well try for the trophy I'm not even gonna watch the final <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I kind of agree with you there. The only reason why I feel like I was so into it was because FC Cincinnati, FC Cincinnati was like doing it, you know, like they were just like making that run. They were on, you know, an ESPN, ESPN game with the fire. And, you know, I, I think that's what the excitement was about it for me. For, for me, the, the U.S. Open Cup is probably the I mean, for these smaller teams, the, the lower division teams. This is their Champions League. This is yeah. this is <laughs> as far as they're going to get. So to them, it's pretty high on the list. Uh, of priorities and uh it might even exceed their own regular season games but um you know when you see that underdog and you know america loves the underdog uh when it comes to sports for the most part so mm-hmm. to see a team like that you know progress so far in uh, in a tournament of uh compared to them what you would call giants it's actually really interesting to uh to see their progress and it's very easy to root for a team like that um but for me once that um you know that uh 
that David gets slayed, then it's like, oh, okay, well, then I might as well just watch the MLS regular season games if that's all it's going to be. Because, okay, so, so, yeah. so let me, let me, let me pose a scenario here for you, Lewis. Let's say, MC, let's say a FC Cincinnati. <laughs> here we he go. He was done. Let's see an FC. He's like, I'm done. Right let's here. say an FC Cincinnati has a, a, a goalkeeper um, that maybe is uh, a little bit on the older side. Maybe he's a little bit overweight. Uh, maybe he eats a <laughs> meat pie on the side on the on the bench. Are you more interested in the Open Cup? Sign him, <laughs> Christos FC. Right? Maybe they run a taco truck. <laughs> oh, are, you more, are you more interested now? <laughs> no, but I got my maybe. date. Uh, Cosmo can join me. There you go. Uh, for me, the Open I Cup. Uh, I, I love tournament soccer. Like any any tournament. Um, soccer I can get. Obviously, I'm, I wasn't watching the FC Cincinnati game because I was sitting in traffic trying to get home from work so we can do this. Um, we but, didn't even try to turn it on, <laughs> Come on. Let's, let's be honest. We didn't even try to turn it on. Obviously, when the Galaxy is involved or has a stake in it, um, I pay a little closer attention. Uh, but uh, like internationally especially, I, lo- I just love watching tournaments uh, because crazy shit happens during tournaments. <laughs> Oh, you're right. You're 100 percent right, and I I agree with you there. My my view of soccer tournaments, I, I just love it. You know. Can we, can we can we just take a second? Can we just take a second and appreciate Tom's New York accent saying the word tournament? Sure. Yeah. Do it. Do it again. <laughs> say Tom. it again. Say it again. Tournament. Nice. Beautiful. <laughs> hey Riley. Riley, well, we're who's the appreciating it right now. <laughs> no, 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 Riley, who's the attacking midfielder for Atlanta? You mill Assad. Oh, oh no, it's not. Oh my goodness. Noise. Uh, say it, Ryan. I'm not okay. Really say it. Nope. Is this, yeah, this is still recording. All right. Um, uh, okay, I'm, an, I'm an MLS I journalist. I shit. Freaking crap. All right. Uh, Miguel Admiral. No. <laughs> I don't like Long how you're, you're Frenchifying it a little bit. I'm in a. Usually when I say that name, I'm usually very upset because <laughs> he's scoring he's against something to beat Orlando. Sure, 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 sure. sure. <laughs> only, only three times, only twice this year, Riley. Um, so, so Riley, let me, let me go ahead and ask you, and then I'm going to uh, ask Tom something else. Um, do you feel that rivalry? Being an Orlando fan, do you feel the rivalry uh, uh, with Atlanta? Do you think that's a new uh, rivalry in the league? Oh, yeah. Or is that just uh, an MLS, you know, manufactured manufactured rivalry? Like the LAFC. It's a little bit of both. And and there's this this thing that Alexis Ross always talks about, that it's, can you still have genuine content that's manufactured? And I think in this scenario, with MLS pushing the rivalry between Atlanta and Orlando, making a national TV games, making a big spectacle of this. I think it is a genuine rivalry. These two teams legitimately hate each other. Because when I walked into the stadium and Bobby Dodd, now downtown Atlanta, Georgia, mm-hmm. and me, he walked past a group of Orlando fans and the entire supporter section, Anna, saying, oh, bleep you. And uh, I, yeah, that's a legitimate rivalry. They, they can curse. hate each other. Yes, I don't. 
Uh, I gleaned oh. uh, I, I that based on uh, on some clues <laughs> he left in on Twitter the other day. So what what about the? Uh, I'm assuming this is an MLS. I'm assuming this was actually uh, Atlanta's uh, PR here. Um, putting a billboard was it you know a couple miles down the Orlando Stadium leading up to that uh, mm-hmm. that first game. Uh, I'm sure that has something to do with it. I'm sure that really uh, rubbed Orlando fans the wrong way, and that's kind of where uh, pretty much the the rest of the league took notice that this might be a new rivalry. How did you feel? Oh about that? yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, or, uh, found that staff that did that, and me going there, I was I was thankful for the opportunity to get me in the press box. But I found out when I got there that I, I did my job correctly. And uh, I went in there, did my, did my job, and got out. Like, I wasn't – I was one out 16 years old. I'm very nervous in the press box. I'm freaking out, whatever. And me all the Atlanta people and talking to this one dude, they're a whole bunch of pricks. <laughs> yeah, of course they did that. Beautiful. Of course they would do something like that because uh, – Can we get that audio clip just like just that? <laughs> Post that somewhere. We can, we can use that as a as a promo for the show. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll send you the clip. It could be your yeah, new I, ringtone. I might, I might, I might get in trouble for that because I've already gotten in trouble with Atlanta like before. Now you're fine. Don't worry. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> they'll, they'll never let Nobody you. Nobody cares. You're not. You're not getting into <laughs> Mercedes Benz. Te- technically, I'm temporarily banned from the Atlanta press box. What? Really? What? Really? Oh, I use. He said, this is the statement from Atlanta. You. This is the statement from Atlanta United. I am temporarily banned from covering Atlanta United. Fuck them. I use my opportunity <laughs> to publicly back the club and play. Nah. That's what I was told. Wow. So I will really? not be credentialed. They just don't want to hear the truth. You know, <laughs> so here's the thing. So we've, we've never really pursued getting credentials at LA Galaxy. Never. Um, mainly because we know that if we do start pursuing that – it's going to take up a tremendous amount of time, um, which we don't have. I have a family. Lewis has a family. Bobby lives really far away and has a lot of work stuff going on. So we're like, okay, we're going to keep stuff at arm's length. We're going to keep it as a, a, a sort of fan-based, opinion, opinionated fan-based podcast uh, with – Little to no insider access. Now, having said that, we do have access to people who have access to sure. to to the team. Um, but we, we, you know, we use that. We we sort of use that sparingly. We kind of, in the spirit of the podcast, we say, okay, this is sort of how we want to approach this. Maybe next season. Maybe next season we'll see. But yeah, because we're growing. We're slowly right. growing. But mm-hmm. but now knowing that you know we could go and piss off. An MLS team, oh, and real I'm, bad, I, and I'm totally down with that though. But that's LAFC, a LAFC different... next year. Oh yeah, well, uh, up coming, we up got coming, some, we got something coming. We got something yeah. upcoming. We got something coming. Uh, as you know, guys, our our podcast is called "LA Is Our House" for a reason. Exactly. Because um, LAFC is in the house. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because uh, LAFC is going to be, you know, coming in and, and making some noise. But uh, come on, LA is our house. Um, <laughs> and that, that's just a small hint. We'll, 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 we'll wait till it happens, but for sure. All right. So since we're on the topic, I'm going to go ahead and ask Tom the question I had for him. Got a couple questions. Um, how long have you been an MLS fan? How long have we been an MLS fan? Since I would say 2013. 
2013. Okay. Oh, okay, so it's still fairly new. Okay. Yes, yeah, it's, it's still fairly fresh to me. Okay. Um, what drew you in? Uh, U.S. Men's National Team World Cup Soccer yeah, and FIFA. I believe that. Yep. And the FIFA video game. FIFA video who doesn't yes. FIFA. Isn't right. that isn't that like the gateway drug for the majority of most fans? The FIFA. I game? was just playing it for two hours before I got on with you guys. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> are you on uh, PS4 or, or Xbox? Ah, PS4. Oh, you gotta uh, you, you gotta, gotta send us, us you gotta send us your thing then. Because uh, right. we'll so, uh, we'll suck it up with the Galaxy on uh, on PS4 or FIFA just the same way as uh, Galaxy <laughs> sucks it up on the field. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, probably, they're probably better on FIFA. They're not. I play with, <laughs> oh, with them. They're not. I believe that they can be because I'm actually controlling them. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, Jermaine Jones is playing. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, yeah. not on my team. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't put JJJ in my team either. <laughs> <laughs> or his artist. Um, so okay, so so my the, the follow up question. I, I th- actually thought you were uh, a fan for a little longer, but um, at 2013, did you have a team that you rooted for? Because I know NYCFC was uh, had not existed yet. Sure. No, I didn't. Um, I went. I have a few friends from here that are Red Bull fans, and uh, I went to the, I went to a few games with them. So you know, I got to saw. I got to see uh, Tim Cahill play. You know, stuff like that. My yes. the most memorable game I can actually think of at Red Bull Arena is a Dax McCarty 90th, uh, 90th minute header to win the game. Really cool game and everything. But my friends were pricks about it pretty much at the end of the day. And I, I was like, I don't like it. Like, I don't like the environment, whatever. So yeah. once uh, once New York City was coming into the league, and I heard, you know, you got David Villa, Andrea Pirlo, I was like, okay, I can get behind this. You know, I mean, you know, that's just what it comes down to. Is It, it, it had some attraction to it. It's actually in New York and had big names to it. Gotcha. So that actually was the uh, what I was getting at um, since we were talking about LAFC because mm-hmm. uh, from me personally, I was trying to figure out what mentality um, these LAFC fans have um, going into the season. Um, I'm very curious to see as to why they would become LAFC fans and not Galaxy fans who have been in the league uh, since the beginning Um has had an extremely uh, good track record, uh, most MLS Cups. I want to know what exactly turned them off to say, nope, not this team, but definitely LAFC. I mean, sorry, I'll let you you get finish. No, 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 go go ahead, go ahead. No, I mean, and like, to that, I would just say maybe they're a soccer soccer fan of a team overseas and they kind of want to get into MLS and maybe they see, you know, Carlos Vela and Bob Bradley and they're like, ooh, okay, I want to get into this. Like, maybe this could be something new and cool. Um, or maybe they had a bad experience with some Galaxy fans or a Galaxy player or something and, you know, they just don't want to side with them. So I, I think it's a number of different options. Or Galaxies have sucked. One of the reasons I was saying, okay, you know, why would you pick NYCFC over the New York Red Bulls? Yeah. Well, the Red Bulls didn't have a single trophy up until, you know, last year. So you kind of have that. We're like, okay, well, this team kind of sucks. Kind of don't want to root for them. Um, like you said, so there may the be a, a, a bad experience. You jump on the new, you know, the new team. You hire some yeah, uh, some stars. Uh, the, the marketing is going right into NYC, so obviously it catches attention. Sure. But over here, it's almost like, well, we have titles, we have trophies, we've hired the, uh, we've hired, we've signed some of the biggest stars um, to in come the to league. the league. Yeah. Right. In yeah. fact, 
the, the biggest star to ever come through the league star. completely changed the rules in order for these new stars to come into the league. Yes. And yeah. so you don't have that argument that you would have with New York. Yeah. So, but, but it had to be some sort of bad experience on the field. That's probably I, what I'm going. But there's, that's a me, lot of people who pers- have a bad experience. Personally, so. for me, I think it's location. Because Carson is not L.A. But well, but Pasadena, was, Pasadena was there for a, a good majority sure, of the time. Sure, for a majority of the time, but we moved, we moved on from that. And that's not where we are now. So, so, so Riley, what turned you on to Orlando? Um, first off, I want to I I give you applause on your, your point about MLS changing the rules. Donovan Ricketts, huge signing for the Galaxy, one of the best <laughs> players in the history of that club. <laughs> Uh, mm, yeah, Rob okay. is cracked joke. That's rare. <laughs> okay. Look at that, Tom. Okay, <laughs> nevertheless, I'll, I'll answer your question. Then I got a question for you guys. Um, Orlando City, man. I watched Kaká play in the 14 World Cup with Brazil. Mm-hmm. And I'd known him because he won the Ballon d'Or. Sure. He's the last player not named Messi Ronaldo win the Ballon d'Or. He was World Player of the Year. Big player. He played for Real Madrid. And obviously, that's one of the biggest... Known, uh, that's one of the world, most well-known clubs in the world. So I was looking for an MLS team because I started watching 14 right after the World Cup because DeAndre Edlin and Clint Dempsey really caught my eyes. So I started watching Seattle. So Seattle was my team for a little, little bit. Then I, I looked up, my Orlando City is coming next year. I like the color purple. The color got you. The color got you. <laughs> you know what? No, to be honest with you, that would have sold me. And Kaka, and signing. I'm like, okay, yeah, Orlando. I, I wasn't immediately going to switch from Seattle to Orlando, but yeah, I'll watch Orlando opening day. And to see how that team got embraced by the city and yep. the city people own the purple in a crappy camping world stadium, the Citrus Bowl. <laughs> they just owned it, man. Yep. They that was their team. You didn't mess with their team. It doesn't matter if they win or lose because they were always backing them. Same thing with this year when they got their new stadium yep. and they packed it out and got that huge wall resembling Breezy Dortmund's wall. One hundred percent. It just reaffirmed my fandom of Orlando City. Is yep. that team was so supported by their club, by their fans rather, by their just the club support was so high, and that. That's what really turned me on, as well as Kaka, and obviously the color purple, because Louisiana's riddled with the color purple. Got to have that splash of gold, man. All right. And the question that you had for us was? Okay, it's, it's more relating to StubHub and the fact that you have some new noisy roommates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All the Angeles Chargers played their first game in Step Up, and I just want to ask you, <laughs> what's, what's it like, man? Does it suck to have an NFL team play in your stadium? Does it make you feel good that you got more people sitting at your MLS regular season game against New York City than the Chargers do at a preseason game in their first game in L.A.? I think that was probably the the point of most pride that we were able to outsell the Chargers, yeah. uh, even if it is in preseason. Um, but uh, for me personally, we've been through this before where when StubHub Center was built and they said this is a soccer-specific stadium and it's going to be exclusively for you guys, 
Um, you know, we were what the second, maybe the third one in yes, the entire third, league. Yeah. And um, so we were really happy that we were going to get our own stadium. And then two years later, Chivas comes USA. Chivas USA. Um, to, that was uh, the worst you know. for me. So we've been LAFC through it before. 1.0. Yeah. 1.0. Um, uh, so we're kind of used but, to that happening. But even before that, we played at the Rose Bowl where UCLA plays. Um, yep. So, but know, we were and, the we were we the were, renters. We were the renters in that in yes. that situation. So, we had a stadium where we got we had a, a football lines. So, like for for us as as Galaxy fans, um, I would say that you know I, I I think I was the most annoyed with it because I felt like um, tearing up the field the way that football tends to do uh, um, is going to cause some injuries. Little did I know that uh, the injuries were going to be front loaded at the beginning of the season, not at the end of the season. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but, you know, we have three years of this um, now, you know, granted we're getting some new video boards. We got some new seats in the upper sideline. We're getting some new stands. So we're increasing the, the um, we'll take what we can get, man. We're increasing the, the capacity of the stadium. Um, one of the things that really bothered me uh, about the Chargers preseason game was uh, if you if you guys follow Kevin Baxter, who's the uh, who's the LA Times reporter that's assigned to soccer, yep. um, he was at the Chargers preseason game and he was posting pictures of the StubHub Center, uh, what the field looked like and what the parking situation was. And one of the things that's kind of a pain point for us is the parking attendants and their sort of reluctance to be friendly. Um, I, got, I, got, I, got in, I got into it with a parking attendant a few weeks ago because um, okay. I, I, have a, I have a parking pass. Uh, so I pre-purchased uh, parking. Um, and so usually I just have it, the, the ticket scannable on my phone. And a couple of weeks ago when I went, so the parking this. attendant was adamant that I had to print out my ticket. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm sitting here and I have my ticket with a barcode on my phone. Can't you just scan my barcode? And they're mm-hmm. like, no, you're, you're supposed to print. I'm like, well, I obviously can't print right now. Yeah. So next time I'll have a printout. But what difference does it make? It's a barcode. Yep, and you're scanning it. And sure enough, she scanned it and let me through. But I'm just like, okay, there's no way that a Chargers fan is going to go have to go through something like that. Um, exactly. And, and sure enough, the parking, uh, the parking signage was much better uh, last weekend when I went to the Galaxy game, I assume because it was for the Charger fans. And it turns out that they, they forced the media or the press to park on the tennis courts that Serena Williams uses to practice. So Serena Williams <laughs> is going to have some oil stains probably on, uh, <laughs> on, her, on, her, on her practice court next week. Which is um, unacceptable. I mean, it's not like she needs them right now, anyways. <laughs> yeah, sure. But she's, she's blood doping. It doesn't right. matter. <laughs> 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 all right, all right. Uh, this is to save ourselves right here from Tom. I have to do this all the time. This is a comedy special. Oh sure. So anything we say is not valid. We are, <laughs> <laughs> we, we are yes. just doing. Reckless speculation for comedy only. Yes, sure. Listeners, sure. A, yeah. make sure you it's understand fact, yeah. fact. that it's comedy. <laughs> and that I'm right. And it's right. opinionated. I'll, I'll, I'll do respect. all the time. I'll do respect wow. to MLS Aces and I'll do respect to Ellie as our house. I don't think anybody that matters is paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Touche. Um, okay, okay, guys. So, um, if you listen to our show, you guys know that we do a rundown of what happened throughout the league. Yep. Um, I don't know if you guys want to stick around for this and chime in on some of this stuff. You guys Please are do, more though. than welcome to. But if you guys have to go, we understand. Um, Balls and beers. No, 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 no. no. Not it's balls just and beers. Oh, okay. Recap. Just a recap. Recap. Okay. okay. I'm down to stuff. You guys, Riley, you guys. Yeah, it's only ten twenty four on school night. Let's do this, man. Nice. Come on, man. It's summertime. Yes, yeah, yeah, and, and, and for those that don't know me, I'm still in high school, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I started school today. <laughs> Riley, happy senior year, buddy. Happy senior year, Riley. Yeah, don't. Hey, listen, man. Congrats. Um, <laughs> I know. I know. It's, okay, so now I'm gonna impart the now I'm gonna impart the dad wisdom. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're all like, old enough. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm not As old enough father. to be your dad, Riley, because if I am, I truly fucked up in my life. But... Uh, as a father, um, <laughs> I, I do have to tell you, look, man, senior year is fun, but don't have too much fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, you still got, you. there's still consequences to Wrap senior year. Up, you know bro. what I'm saying? Wrap, Wrap it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> Wrap it up is all I'm saying. You know, I appreciate, I appreciate the advice, advice from my pod brothers. <laughs> pod brothers tell you to Tom? wrap it up. Tom's Tom's <laughs> Tom's graduated college. He's he, you're an adult, Tom. You do whatever the hell you want to do. I mean, oh wrap oh, it up. It's, it's your, <laughs> it's your <laughs> decision, bro. It's that's your that's on you, dude. Riley. <laughs> Tom, Tom's basically like my cooler, like older cousin. He just lets me do whatever I want. <laughs> All right, well, let's I'm, t- I'm here to tell you, wrap it up. All right, let's get uh, to our recap of MLS week. 23, right? Oh my are goodness. We week 23? I believe we are on week All right, 23. Oh, this never so, ends. <laughs> Seattle sporting Kansas City uh, in the battle, what I assumed was the battle for the top of the West, but apparently it's not the case. Uh, 36 minute Morris to Dempsey. Clint Dempsey scores a lone goal for the match. And guys, this goal, I, I, I'm watching this goal and going like, man, this is what good teams do. They find ways to break down other good teams. Uh, Tim Melia did a good job of uh, keeping the score down, but uh, the cl- the Sounders are continuing to climb in the standings. Let me ask you guys something. Nicholas Ladero, he was credited with the surge that Seattle had last year in in their in their on their way to MLS Cup. Has he been having a good season? Mm. I think it's been camouflaged by Clint Dempsey's play. And also the improvement of Jordan Morris. So I don't think he's had an. Uh, he's not. He's having an okay season. Not having a great season like he did last year. But since Clint Dempsey's back, they have so much more production offensively. It's been kind of camouflaged, and it hasn't really mattered. I think. Uh, I think exactly what you said. That last year, uh, it, his stats for just half a season was phenomenal, and you would think that he would have done the same thing this season and that just hasn't happened and that's probably why um you're not talking about him as much and like you said it's clint dempsey um who's um stealing the stats uh as of right now so i still think that he's a difference maker he's definitely a playmaker he's definitely going to draw defenses out um you definitely have to prepare for him so he can hurt you at um at any point but he's definitely not having the statistical season he had uh when he first came into the league nico nico lodero Three goals and five assists on the season. That, that was surprising to me. Um, but here's the X factor. He can always turn it up. And I think mm-hmm. it, once he turns it up, Seattle might be unstoppable. Yeah. 
I think you're definitely right there. Seattle's Tom, one great contribution. It might be. Well, <laughs> I, see, I, I think is I, I look at different people for Seattle's improved play. I look at Christian Roldan and Jovan Jones. Those are my two big X factors for jo- their better play. Jovan Jones will be gone next year. Uh, I know. I'm upset about it. Yep. Uh, I think, uh, and we've said it on the pod, uh, our po- podcast uh, several times that uh, Seattle has an extremely talented team. Uh, mm-hmm. Even last year when they won MLS Cup and people were calling it an upset. Um, if you looked at the preseason... That was an upset. I'm sorry. No, 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 it was. <laughs> no, I don't think anyone had Seattle winning that game. Uh, no. I think everyone had Toronto uh, running away with that game, actually. Um, but in the preseason, Seattle was one of the early favorites to win MLS Cup, and they have a lot of talent on that team, and they were grossly underperforming uh, for half the season before Siggy Schmidt got uh, fired, and they uh, signed... Uh, um, Nicholas uh, Lodero. But at the end of the year when you're saying, okay, if you would have um, told me that Seattle would have won MLS Cup at the beginning of the year, I wouldn't have been surprised. Hmm. That's the point I'm getting at. Uh, right. at. At the time, as they entered MLS Cup, probably did not deserve to be there and definitely did not deserve to win that, the, the, the championship. I think that was Toronto's all the way. In fact, I think that was Toronto's after they beat uh, Montreal in that instant classic of an Eastern Conference final. Yeah, well, speaking of Toronto, we have Toronto versus Portland up next. Uh, Toronto wins this one 4-1. to one. Justin Morrow opens up the scoring in the 58th minute. In the uh, 72, 72nd minute, Jovinko to Vasquez makes it 2-0. Three minutes later, Justin Morrow will get a brace. And uh, in the 87th minute, uh, Tosin Ricketts gets taken down in the box, and Marky Delgado makes it 4-0. Uh, Diego Valeri gets Portland's honor goal in the 90th minute, and Toronto FC has the shield in their sights. Uh, there are four teams between the top of the shield race and the top of the West. The East is something to be reckoned with this year. About time. Yeah, yeah it's only taken the last man. six years. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, up next, guys, we got Columbus versus Chicago. Uh, in the fifth minute, Columbus is nearly gifted a goal, and uh, as Arthur intercepts a back pass header, but he can't turn it on frame. In the 13th minute, Schweiney to Delu puts Chicago up 1 0. And to me, I thought, okay, well, here's Chicago. They're going to turn it on now. But in the 18th minute, Justin Miram's shot pings through a bunch of legs and falls to Kakuta Mane, who puts it into the back of the net with a nice little chip to the back post. Uh, in the 23rd minute, Lamson comes out to clear a ball, but it falls to another Columbus attacker. Uh, his long-range shot is high and wide. In the 73rd minute, Justin Miram makes it 2-1 and nearly gets a brace four minutes later, but his shot is wide. 87th minute, Ola Kamara gets taken down for a PK, and then he converts it. Columbus wins 3-1. See, this is the type of game I point to people that don't watch MLS and trying to understand MLS. Sure. Chicago's been very, very good this year, and Columbus has been right on the edge of the playoffs. They're sixth right now, a point above Orlando City. And people people are just questioning, well, why is this league so different from everything else? It's because we have parity. You don't see very often, as often as MLS, like a Brighton beating a Manchester City. Some subpar team beating a quote-unquote giant right and this is what this league is for this parody so that's why mls is different in this these type of games i point to like 
like last year, Houston beating Dallas 4-0 in the first Texas Derby. That doesn't happen over there. No. So I appreciate MLS in that aspect, and I love games like this because it's it's uniquely Major League Soccer. Beautiful. I agree. I mean, I think this is probably one of the things that the people who are on board with Pro-Rel um, don't really understand about <laughs> this league. Um they they look at stuff and they go well if you know a team is bad then you know they should get relegated the next season, but when you look at the parity in MLS is like it's two changes like two changes that you make on the field and y- you have a team that goes from last place to first place, mm-hmm. um, you know it's it's it, it, it can change so quickly so well in our balls and beer segment it proves that this league is completely <laughs> unpredictable when, oh, when Toronto is at the top of the supporter shield race and could not beat a 10-man DC United who's at dead last in the standings. Or or you guys drink too much. Or, or we, drink. we drink too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, drink, we drink because we, uh, you know, we, 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 we can't we predict losing, the damn league. But what's been your excuse for the last, like, last couple of years when Galaxy have been good? Oh, we didn't do balls and beers. We didn't do time. balls and beers then. This is our first year. Yeah. We still drink though. Oh yeah, we do. We do. Yeah, we like but beer. we didn't predict. <laughs> we, like we drank, but we didn't predict. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredibly different. If it's if it's uh, any consolation, that the one guy that hardly ever drinks is the one that actually has positive points right now. Fair enough. Like yeah, he's also the guy controlling the. I'm also the, the guy controlling the stats. Yeah, he's the will. So next up is uh, New York Red Bulls <laughs> versus Orlando City. Uh, New York wins this one three to one. Seventeenth minute, Rivas has a breakaway at, with just Robles to beat, but his shot or his chip shot was high and wide. But less than a minute later, he makes up for it uh, with a one that goes hard and low. Uh, past Robles despite him getting a piece of the ball in the 24th minute Kyle Laren good god Laren he holds his defender off and then turns and rips an unstoppable shot somehow Luis Robles gets to that comes up with a huge save incredible uh 30th minute uh you might have to help me with this one Riley Piera yeah uh unlucky uh to deflect the ball into his own net to make it 1-1 in the 47th minute. Joe Bendick comes with up, up with a huge save of his own to deny Murillo. Uh, in the 60th minute, Bradley Wright Phillips makes it 2-1 uh, to the Red Bulls and then nearly gets a second one off an old man bicycle kick that hits off the oh, upper man, V and out. Uh, and uh, the new shining, Yoshi, uh, sends one off the post in the 75th minute and in the 80th minute, Sean Davis with a beautiful curler to make it 3-1 to one for the Red Bulls. Kaká sees a red in this game for a face mask on <sighs> Aurelian Collin. Um, <laughs> what the hell are you thinking, Kaká? Such... What? <sighs> Put me in the mindset of what's what's happening on the like, field. I, where get people... what he's, I get that, he's, that, is, that is, it's his bro, but you don't do that. No, especially in the context. When there's a scuffle happening, you don't go from behind and put your hands on a guy's face. Yeah, the way he did it, right? Like, yeah, I mean, he was kidding. He both was joking them, around. But, but both of them were laughing at each other. But I it think, doesn't sure, matter. When you, when you go back to the VAR, of course, you can see the difference between... But that's uh, my point. VAR was used, and it's because of that that he got the red card. Yeah, because... It, <laughs> at that because point, you got to say, like, In a literal oh, sense... That is not correct. What, what, what do you think, guys? 
Well, one is Kaka. He can do every one. Right? It's <laughs> you know, Ricky Kaka, man. With, I mean, come on. <laughs> it's like the thing with these guys. He's like, come on, it's, we're going to Disney World. Come on. Come on. Let <laughs> me cover your like, face. You're cool. <laughs> like, you have all these big name players come over. They think they can do whatever they want. And Kaka, just, he was out of line there, understanding it was a joke. He's not going to appeal it. Jason Christ is pissed off. Orlando City's pissed off. Kaka, red card. Blah, 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 blah. It's disaster. It's fire. Orlando City's dying right before our eyes. Like, I get that he's trying to defuse the situation. Oh my dark horse. But <laughs> it's not the same thing when you're dealing with refs. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the ref pretty much said, this is illegal, this is automatic red. Sure, and, and that's when they did how VAR, he did there was no, yeah. There's no gray even, area. It yeah, was black he, or white. Even though they saw that they were laughing and enjoying each other or whatever the fuck. He still did something he wasn't supposed to. It's not something you should be doing yeah. on the field. If, yeah. it, it, you know, here, here at LA is our house. We kick each other in the balls all the time. But if we did that in the <laughs> soccer field, that's a red card. I'm sorry. <laughs> sure. You know, we laugh like about we, it. Like, we get, we get it, but not really. Right. <laughs> all right. So, Riley, I'm going to ask you, since you're the Orlando fan, uh, we had made a point uh, in Balls and Beers after May was over. Uh, I had made a, a point that, hey, Orlando hasn't won a game all of May. And um, in fact, as soon as uh, May rolled in, Orlando only has two victories since April 29th. And they came at the hands of DC United and RSL. Oh, my God. What happened the to worst. Orlando City? The worst. Well, we started off the year... Very, very good defense. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Jonathan Spector was Superman, and Joe Mendick was a brick wall. Mm-hmm. And then the defense production stopped. Yeah, For stopped. some reason, Will John, like Will Johnson was doing great at right back. I know that's not his natural position. I know we have people that play right back, but Will Johnson was doing pretty good at right back. Then for some reason, we screwed up what was working, and we moved him back to his natural position. Get it? I get it. Jason Christ was trying to do what was best for the team, but obviously we had something there. I think that might have had something to do with it. Rafael Ramos also has missed time a lot this year. He was out the first couple of games, came back, and went out again. Obviously, Danny Toy and Scott Sutter are two fantastic fullbacks. But I don't think Jose Aja and Jonathan Spector work well together. I don't think they're the center back pairing for the future. I think Bendick's a fantastic goalkeeper. Yeah. But it, it's just the, def- the defensive side of the ball. I mean, Christian Nagita has been absolutely phenomenal all year. He mm-hmm. has been defense, but you can't just rely on a defensive midfielder. Right, pretty. exactly. Uh, so, I'm going to add, you guys are five points behind a playoff spot um, that is right now occupied by uh, Columbus and Atlanta. They're both tied in uh, 35 points. Does Orlando make the playoffs this year for the first time? I think they do. They just brought in Dylan Powers from the Colorado Rapids. If they can turn it around defensively and get everything together like the beginning of the season. Now, I'm just a guy who covers Orlando City for a podcast, but I'm saying just throw Will Will Johnson back at the right back position because that seemed to work. Uh, Scott Sutter moved him to a a position that's still on the field because he's doing fantastic. But just keep all these guys on the field. Move back to what worked. 
Mm-hmm. And Joe Bendix has not has a had a bad season. He's just been put in terrible spots. Right. right. Yeah, I agree. I think Joe Bendix has been fantastic. I mean, I've enjoyed watching him play since Julio Cesar was uh, was playing for them, and, uh, and and I felt bad for Joe Bendix that he got kind of pushed to the side because you know it's Julio Cesar. Um, but uh, it was nice to see that he recognized what a great player Joe Bendick is. And I was glad to see that he got a U.S. men's national team call-up. Yes, and, and to answer your question, I do think they can do it because Dom Dwyer has been in the team for a few weeks. He's pretty well integrated into the system. And if they can right figure away. out what's what's happening and what what's the best thing for Dom Dwyer and Kyle Aaron going forward with Kaká behind them, they can figure it out. I think they can make the playoffs. They have enough talent. Now, once they get in the playoffs, can they compete? Who knows? But sure. If they don't make the playoffs, does Christ uh, is Christ gone? Christ is in the hot seat if they don't make the playoffs. I don't think he'll be gone. I think his winter transfer situation, as well as how he goes into March of next year, will really affect his his stock as Orlando City's coach. But if he comes out and wets the bed. To start the year next year, just like Kurt Anolfo, just like Ziggy Smith did last year, he'll be out. Mm. All right. Uh, Tom, have you seen the uh, documentary about NYCFC's first year win? It's a very good documentary. I'll take Tom? that as a no. Are you there? <laughs> All right. Next up is <laughs> Dallas versus Colorado. Uh,. This battle of the net of the keepers. Both uh, both netminders make some early saves in the 46th minute. Maxi Arudi opens up the scoring for Dallas, but wait, VAR strikes again. Again, uh, Ford clears two different balls off the line, uh, and then there was an hour and a half of weather stoppage, and the game then resumes. Tim Howard comes up with another big save. The teams will share the points. Dallas slides all the way to fourth place in the West and 10th overall. Wow. Dallas, what are you doing to me? Exactly. Come on, Dallas. To you? You got, you got, you got them up higher than that? <laughs> well, uh, we definitely did not have Atlanta higher than Dallas at this point in the season. And that's what's happening. We did not have Atlanta higher than Dallas. None of us had Atlanta yes. higher than Dallas at this point in the season. Atlanta right. is after the After that first game, Atlanta was going to win MLS Cup. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Even though they lost the first game, they were still going to win MLS Cup. Um, uh, speaking of weather stoppages, DC United versus RSL. This game lasted a full, what, 40 Three hours. And then was postponed. Uh, so <laughs> the game gets postponed uh, at halftime. The Or I don't even think it lasted at halftime. It was like no, 30 it, minutes. It was like 20 or 30 minutes, um, yeah. Uh, the locker room does its best Titanic impression. And then <laughs> the game is resumed the following day, only for RSL to win the game off a goal from, off a goal from Luis Silva. Fuck my shit, balls and beers. The Garbage Cup has a winner. It's RSL. Uh, that I don't know. That's, that's all I got for that game. And what a what a debut by Paul Arleo. He had an interesting one that lasted two days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, Pidgeotto, Pidgeotto should have been Squirtle. 
Uh, next up is New England versus Vancouver in the 53rd minute. Uh, Kellen Rowe with the early cross of Teal Bunbury makes it 1-0. 66th minute. Tachera bangs one off the post. Uh, but the Revs are going to come out this one with a win. The Revs, they're so like inconsistent. They're so middle of the road this year. And I, I think either Riley or Tom is dying. Yeah, what's happening over there? there? You guys all right? You good? You good. <laughs> yeah. Did that rain? I choked on water. Did that rain get you? <laughs> yeah, I don't have a cough button yet. <laughs> it's cool, man. It's cool. Man. We're uh, <laughs> it's all good. We're good. Uh, so yeah, what do you what do you guys think about what? How do you guys feel about the revs? Jeez. <laughs> what the hell just happened? <laughs> what's going on? Um, uh, Tom, you might want to get to Riley. He's dying. Riley's dying. Okay, Riley, why are you dying? I'm good. I was choking on water. I'm good now. And plus, I'm really sick. <laughs> uh, what, what are you guys' feelings on the Revs? My my initial thought for them at the beginning of the season is the Revs have too many cooks but not enough chefs. Uh, I like that. I like well, you got you know you got Kai Juan, all of them. Too many. Too many. Uh, too many quote-unquote star MLS players and no one to kind of actually do the job. You got a lead win. What do you got? got The the Don Juan of Saigon, right? Don Juan of Saigon. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, That's so perfect. Unfortunately, yeah, they're just... They they signed another forward this week, right? Did they really? They're like 17th forward, I think they signed this week. 17th? No. Not actually. Oh, I mean, they have as many. I, got thro- I, I was so shocked. I think right they now. have as many forwards <laughs> as LA Galaxy has center mids. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I, think, I, think the, I think the strategy for New England next week was six up front, one in the middle, <laughs> four in the back, and a goalkeeper. I love it. Inverting the pyramid yes. right back to there where I started. There you go. That's, what Bob, that's Bob Kraft. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bob loves the empty bucket. Come on. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, last oh. game of the week is Philadelphia versus – oh, no, no, sorry, my, my bad. Two more games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Philadelphia versus Montreal, 65th minute. Wijnaldum hits the post for Philly. Uh, and then uh, two minutes later, Desmali makes it uh, – scores on a counter to make it 1-0 to Montreal. In the 89th minute, Desmali gets taken down for a PK. Uh, Piatti converts it. And then Desmali adds a third one in stoppage time. I never thought I would say Desmali – as many times as I've said in MLS recap, this guy is a fucking beast. Uh, I mean, I for me, he's the most underrated signing of the season. Uh, I mean, Montreal, I expected them to be better than what they were this season, but Desmali comes in and changes that midfield completely, helps out Piatti and not being the only playmaker in the team. And then they went out and they signed the Canadian international uh, Piet. So, I mean, I, I like what Montreal's doing, and I think they're a dark horse going into, you know, the playoffs as maybe one of the six, uh, the six spot. I mean, they're always sort that. of... That's a dark horse, all right. They're always sort of the the tournament team, right? They, they, they muddle through the regular season, and then when it comes knockout time, they turn it on. Mm-hmm. I just love how we all think Montreal is the quote-unquote dark horse when they've been <laughs> in the playoffs. For like the last couple of years, and they're consistently <laughs> hey, Riley, but hey, Riley, dark go, horse. Go choke on water. Go choke on water. <laughs> oh, no, no, no but, don't die, but don't die, Riley. Don't die. <laughs> okay, yeah, don't do that. Just choke. I had wow, uh, at the beginning of the season. <laughs> I think friendship. I had friendship. 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 At the beginning of the season, I thought I had 
Montreal making the playoffs. I think I'm pretty sure I had Montreal making the playoffs this year. Um, at some point, I'll go back and listen to that episode and, uh, and figure and write down like where we where we were. Yeah, and, no and how horribly wrong we were. I'm pretty sure That's I had it. RSL as missing one piece, and they were going to turn it on. <laughs> no, but your, your dark horse was Orlando. My oh, dark horse in the East is always Orlando. Yeah. They're missing a printer. That's all they're missing. <laughs> That's all they're missing. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> no, uh, I, w- I will say one thing about our preseason predictions. I was pretty spot on about Houston and Atlanta. In that they so, were going to be. I just, uh, just want to put that in there. All right. All right. My dark horse is still alive. My dark horse to get to the MLS Cup was Kansas City. So I'm still sort of in the running for that. <laughs> you can get run over by Toronto, by, uh, Toronto though. Yeah, I mean, the, the East is winning it this year for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Well, on, yeah. That, be, no, that being said. Kind of let me, let me that look that at way. the table. LA Galaxy race to Sace. Uh, All right, last game of the weekend, San Jose versus Houston. Sorry, Houston is in San Jose. No, 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 all the way around. Flip it. Whatever that saying is. Uh, Houston hosting San Jose. There we go. I made it. Uh, Albert Elise gets the goal for Houston in the 21st minute. Uh, Vicente Sanchez in the 86th. And Mauro Manotas in the 90th plus four. Uh, Houston wins this game, no problem. They're playing at home, no surprise there. Houston's a great home team, uh, and their defense, when they're playing at home, is solid thanks to former LA Galaxy players Leonardo and AJ Delagarza. <laughs> hey, AJ Delagarza is the face of that franchise, man. Houston, yeah, Houston's good, and it's weird that that's their best player. Like. <laughs> It's not the best player. Of course, you're gonna pay attention to Kubo Torres and the guys they have up front. But seriously, AJ Delgarza, the prettiest boy on the team, and he's always been fantastic, no matter what. He's always been fantastic. And not to mention, his daughter is adorable beyond belief. Oh, yeah. But I mean, you know, AJ. Don't crush my heart. (laughs) Do not crush my heart. Losing AJ was soul crushing for us, and I think it was just the the. The tip of the iceberg when it came well, we to to so what much. the LA Galaxy were gonna be like this season. Um, I'm glad to see that Houston's treating him right. Um, it's like uh, you know, it's like it's like the girl you know you never deserved, and then she moves on to a better dude, and he's treating her right, and you're happy for her. That's what AJ is for us. I don't think your wife is going to like that. <laughs> I'm not talking about my wife. I'm obviously the guy. I'm obviously the Houston in that scenario, Bobby. Okay. Okay. I don't know. You're the one that brought that scenario up, bro. It's a good thing she doesn't listen to the podcast. Yeah, no. She, she, would, she wouldn't be By caught dead listening time, to this. By this time, she's like, fuck this shit. <laughs> she wouldn't be caught dead listening to my podcast. <laughs> uh, and that's it for uh, MLS Recap Week 23. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. Is it? Are you guys both on our feet still? We lost Tom momentarily. We lost Tom. No, yes. I, I, I'm good because my internet sucks, but I'm back. Okay, because right, I because I, I heard the New hang York up internet. signal, and I was like, <laughs> "Who do we lose? Are you in the city, Tom? No, I'm on Long Island. You're on Long Island. Oh, next to uh, Mike Pitkey's house. Yep. Hand him out, Trey. I'm actually. I'm actually in a town right next door where Mike Pecky grew up. So. No kidding. Wow. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. 
Uh, I mean, is it? I don't know. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, does is, it did really you like the matter? I've been to New York once. I was there for like two days. <laughs> I loved it though. I, I mean, but we. I smelled the, the air for two hours. All right, guys. You guys have. You huh? guys have all y'all's MLS pedigree. There's three MLS players ever in the history of the 21-year history of the league there from Louisiana. And they all suck. They don't remember their names. <laughs> <laughs> Not Patrick much Mullins is one. That's all I got. Patrick oh, yeah, Mullins. yeah, and Patrick Mullins. So the one thing I do before we end the show is I always ask around if anybody has one last thing to say. Do you guys have any one last thing to say? Uh, I have one last thing to say. Go for it. I want to. I want to congratulate Will Parchman. He is a uh, right a soccer writer for Top Draw Soccer, What a Howler, and MLS on a great career. He just tweeted out today that he's done with his soccer writing. Mm. So, oh, yeah. I, I give him a little round of applause for that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> anybody else? You got anybody else have anything last thing to say? Yes, I. Would not like to apologize to the Atlanta Communications Department on my comments today. I don't care. Beautiful. God, God still I'll, suck. I'll give another clap on that shit. Riley's getting edgy. Riley's getting edgy. Joe Pending, the goalkeeper of the year. Uh, oh, yeah, nice. I concur with that one. David Lewis? Yeah. Um, pretty much just uh, thanks to the guys for joining us. I think it was uh, a little past overdue that we got together and uh, did the mm-hmm. joint podcast. We definitely look forward to uh, uh, more episodes together in the future. Yeah, man. And thank you guys. Thank all you guys for having us on. Oh, man. Yeah, man. It, it was is a blast. A- I appreciate you making time. Yeah, it's an absolute pre- pleasure to have you guys on. Tom, next time you're in L.A., you got to hit us up. Uh, yeah, Riley, yes. Riley, if you ever get, make it out to L.A., please hit us up. We'll we'll uh, we'll show you around town. And all the- I actually got a when I was in Atlanta, I was talking to some of the people at Fox, and they actually said, hey, we would love to have you as part of an internship here in Los Angeles, back at nice. home base, awesome. when well, I turned 19 years old. So I'll make sure to hit you guys up. If, uh, if, you're, out here, if you're out here in three years and uh, I'm still working for Fox, you let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen. Anyways, LA's <laughs> are us. Welcome. Thank you for episode 82. I'm here with MLS Aces. Saying goodbye. Uh, uh, throw out your uh, socials, guys. Uh, Twitter, at MLS Aces. Instagram, MLS underscore Aces. Uh, that's it. At Riley J. McManus. Yeah, Riley, Twitter. too. Forget about yeah, him. Screw you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm here with David and Lewis. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. See and you next week. And this is Bobby. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to LA is Our House. Follow us on our website, laisourhouse.com, and sign up for our monthly newsletter for upcoming articles and special content. Follow us on our Twitter for all of the up-to-date news in our soccer world. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you in the next episode.